Hello, I'm Ronald Hatcher, Aaron Hatcher's father. Aaron has muscular dystrophy and cerebral palsy. I'm Retha Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers, but unfortunately, he's no longer with us now. Each year, thousands of cases go unreported where children with disabilities and special needs get abused in their schools. Our mission is to protect the child as well as the teachers who educate them. Please help us in our effort to stop the abuse and promote safety by donating to positive initiatives in care of Aaron Hatcher's They Can't Talk But We Can, Inc. P.O. Box 2392, Roswell, Georgia, 30077. Or visit our website at theycanttalkbutwecaninc.org. Let's not have another loving, innocent child like Aaron die. Remember, they can't talk, but we can. Call now, 
Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? Carla B is here, and along with Gerald E. Rose, and you're tuned in right now to Correcting the System of Unequal Justice right here on EOTMRadio.com. And what a Tuesday it is. Welcome, Gerald. How's everything going? I'm doing good, Carla. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the news. A lot of um, things happening in the news. So I'm sure it's going to be a um, eventful um, discussion tonight. Oh yes, a lot going on. Of course, the the, the crisis that's going on in Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, we all know that another young black man has been murdered, and I'm gonna use the word murdered because of the video that we've seen, the facts that we've seen. Uh, I have never seen witness of uh, rioting going on uh, every day since last Saturday right. about mm-hmm. the situation because the reason why I'm upset is that the young man that was gunned down was in the street for four hours, yeah, you know, uh, just laying there, and, and, and the ambulance was never called. So there's a lot of unanswered questions that need to be answered. So I don't, I don't believe in, in violence. I don't condone violence. But um, I understand in that community things have been going on for years, so it just kind of, you know, brewed up for many, many years. So I, I'm praying mm-hmm. for, for that city. Yeah, definitely, definitely me too. And um, I want to, to let our listeners know that our, our phone lines will be open, so you could definitely feel free to call in and chime in, sound off, um, you know, or just vent on, on your thoughts in regards to what's going on in Ferguson and then, of course, what's going on all across the um, the country as well with, with the riots. And um, and and it's and it's sad. It's sad because again, this is not just um, it's not just about Michael Brown. It's about Eric Garner. He was choked right. to death in a in a confrontation with New York New York um, City Police. Um, it's about Jordan Davis, who was shot to death in Jacksonville, Florida, because he played his music too loud. It's about Trayvon Martin shot to death in Sanford, Florida, because a, a self appointed neighborhood guardian judged him a thug. It's about Oscar Grant shot by a, a police officer in Oakland, California, subway station as cell phone cameras watched. It's about Amadou Diallo executed in that vestibule um, and Abner Luma sodomized with that broomstick. It's about Rodney King and it is about the bitter sense of siege that lives in African American men, a sense that is perpetually open season on, on all of us. So it's a lot. It's a lot, you know. And um, and then that too few people outside of um, African America really notice, um, much less care. You know, it's sad that things have to, to come to this. People who look like you are are every day deprived of, of health, of wealth, freedom, opportunity, education, what the benefit of the doubt the presumption of innocence, life itself. And when you try to say this, even when you document it with academic studies and in Butris, it is with witness testimony, people don't want to hear it. Um, people dismiss you. They deny you. They lecture you about white, quote, unquote, victimhood, chastise you for, for playing a so-called race card. But, you know, despite it all, it, it is what it is. And, and we see <laughs> what's happening across the country, not just Ferguson, uh, Ferguson, Ohio, Los Angeles, California, Atlanta, Georgia, um, Florida. It's everywhere, and it's sad. It's sad, Gerald. 
Very sad. I don't know if you're aware, Carl, uh, another young man was, was shot by the police in St. Louis this uh I think this yeah. evening. Matter of fact, earlier today, I think, during my yeah. resources. I have a, yeah, so, I saw um, that. It's just, it's just on and on. Uh, I, I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to just check and see what's going on. So uh, many years I've been doing this. I do understand uh, of looking at um, the Rodney King riots, but um, they continue to riot, and something did happen. You know, people are angry mm-hmm. these days, you know, just the fact that, uh, wow, we just have to kind of got to watch our back, but we must kind of unite as a people as well, you know, right, and stick together, right. you know. So uh, that was yeah. my message today when I went and spoke to the high school students about it's very important as being, especially a young black male, is that, you know, if you are confronted by the police, you know, you every command that's given to you, you must abide by it. You know, but when a man right. is shot six times and your hands are up and you unarmed, there's no excuse of what would happen right. to this young man. You know, then they released a video, you know. But my understanding is that, okay, um, the officer knew nothing about a robbery attempt that took place. The officer knew nothing about this. But at the same time, you know, you're only unarmed and then again, you know, you go into a store accused of stealing some cigars. Anytime you steal something is wrong. But just the fact my understanding is that, you know, that you all you almost at home and obviously you get out the street which you should obey, but it just I think it just got out of hand. Maybe the officer was having a right. bad day. You know, where's diversity training? Right. You know, in my understanding right. that always just white officers just policing that area. You know, so like you said, this has been building up for years doing my, my research. So it's bigger than Mr. Michael Brown. You know, right, it's right. Just like that. we're tearing up our own neighborhood, and I kind of disagree with that. Right, I, I totally disagree with that. And um, we do have a couple of people that are chiming in, but before we open the phone lines, I want to um, say this to you and, and get your thoughts on this, Gerald. Um, I've yeah. um, been um, document, documenting the, the riots and everything that's been going on in Ferguson the past five or six days. And what is coming from the streets of Ferguson, from the people that actually live there, they're saying that a lot of the people that are looting these stores, they aren't even from Ferguson. Even a lot of the store owners are saying that they don't even recognize these people. So it's, it's like they're coming from it's – not, it's, it's not the people of Ferguson, and, and that's what they're saying. And for the most part, of course, there are probably a couple here and a couple there. But for the most part, people are, are actually saying it's not them. They don't know who these people are, and they basically came and infiltrated Ferguson – and, you know, making the whole um, town look like they're just, you know, just a mess with, with just craziness. What, what are your thoughts on that? you think there's any truth to that? That is correct because uh, I have been in contact with several people that lives in St. Louis. Also, there's a young man just returned from St. Louis uh, who does a lot of stuff here in the community. He said with the media's portraying, some of that is not true. Of course, you right. do have some people that are loot, uh, doing that, but it's outsiders coming and taking advantage of the situation, you know. So right. that is right. true what you just said. So uh, right. everybody in Ferguson is is, is not supporting uh, the riot and tearing up the neighborhood. It's just the fact that some right. people are, are coming in and say, hey, we have an opportunity um, right. To, right. to take advantage of the situation. So that is correct. So right. we can't blame right. the whole okay. residents of Ferguson. So, again, we must pray for that city. You know, we must. I, 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 I am serious about that. Doing uh, human and civil rights for many years, um, this is something I have witnessed, especially when a body just stands in the street for four 
I had to keep going back to that for four hours, you know, right. and I un- uncovered. Can you imagine that? So it's yeah. a lot of things. It's like it was very sloppy police work, you know. So yeah, it, it's sloppy. has to be served. Definitely, definitely it does. But I want to, you know, um, say something to the people of, of Ferguson and, and everybody, you know, in the United States as a whole, though. We have to mm-hmm. really be be careful. This is really getting to be scary because it's leaking. It's it's, it's coming out of Ferguson, um, and it's trickling in, like, cities across the country. So if we don't watch out, if we don't stop all this rioting, it's, you know, it, it, it might come into our cities. And this is something that's, right. that's detrimental to everybody. It's detrimental to the United States. Ferguson, you know, that city is, there was a martial law. And in Ferguson, I believe still to this day it is, and that's a big thing when they have to come in and bring the National Guards to a city to take control. So come on now, we gotta uh, we gotta get things right here. Um, uh, let me. Seven what is your opinion? Uh-huh, on, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. What is your opinion on how we think the Obama administration is handling this situation? Because I'm hearing a lot you of know, people saying that he's not saying enough, and as a as a black president since he's been in office. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. hasn't really, and I understand that being a black president, you can't run a whole black agenda. But I just feel that when you got issues in your own backyard, and this is very serious, me personally, uh, I, I think he should should be be speaking more about it. He did make a quick statement. I think it was earlier mm-hmm. today when he returned yeah. from vacation, or was that today or yesterday? But uh, mm-hmm. what, 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 is, what is your opinion on that, Carla? Well. Well, you know, um, number one, you know, my my thoughts and opinions on Obama, and I'm a black woman, is not what a lot of um, black people think. So, you know, I I definitely want to tread softly, if you will. But, you know, I think that Obama's position on Ferguson is kind of the same as it is on what's going on in in, in the world, in the United States, or around the world. Um, Same with Israel, (laughs) in Gaza and everything that's going on right now with ISIS and all, you know, genocide happening um, against Jews and Christians, and he's not doing much on that either. So, um, you know, my, my, um, it's interesting to see, but, but I think everything is, is part of a bigger agenda and we, you know, we just maybe don't really see it. But, yeah, I think that's unfortunate. I think that he could definitely be doing more in Ferguson as well as, you know, doing his, doing things to be able to help um, the families that are, are just being slaughtered in, in, in Israel and um, horrible. It's horrible. It's it really touched me when that mother was saying that y'all just don't know when you're raising a, a young black male how hard it was just to get this young man to stay in school on his way to college. Yeah. You know, uh, but I, I must say that my heart goes out to the family, but I still question why if you're on your way to college, you are, uh, again, facts must come out that you yeah. are on video, you know, accused of, 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 of stealing cigars. And that's where I'm kind of yeah. like question. But, again, there's no right. reason on um, the way he was the way he was shot and murdered. But what I'm saying is we can't put ourselves in, into situations like that. Exactly. You know, you're right. Like I definitely that. agree. You know, so that's where, right, as as a community, you know, we have to uh, to to abide because um, being a, a a minority uh, in America, you know, Hispanics they go a lot of go through a lot of stuff. It seems that we have to um, be getting treated different than other races. I am aware of that, you know, and, and not just 
uh, Ferguson, you know, uh, I got a call from uh, Oxford, Mississippi, um, that, you know, something is brewing up there, you know. So uh, I'm telling you right now, America must wake up because uh, if another, uh, this officer gets found not guilty or just another officer uh, does this again, I think it ain't going to be Ferguson. It's going to be another city that's going to be doing the same thing. That's just my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I I tell you. Right. I, I definitely agree. I want to um, um, open up the phone line, definitely, um, to our listeners, 718-664-6543. Gerald, I'm going to go ahead and unmute Jay right now. I know he's part of New Order, and then I also believe we have Ron Anthony, um, part of EOTM Atlanta, EOTM um, Media Group. Um, I'm unmuting him as well, and then we also have Sweet Tea, the sassy diva, one of the radio personalities, um, on the network as well. So yes. Jay, Ron, Anthony, and and Sweet Tea, yes. we have you on. We have you unmuted. And Gerald, I'm gonna give it over to you. Okay, welcome to the show, Jay and Ron. The other um, listener is just calling in. This is a very serious topic. Uh, Jay, give me your opinion on the uh, situation going on in Ferguson, Missouri. Not just Ferguson, Missouri. Just all the seem like the, the the police brutality that's going on. I know personally on my page, that's all that's going down my page. It's videos. Uh, police brutality is going on, but when you see a young man was laying in the street for four hours straight, uncovered, shot six times, twice in the head, unarmed, what is your opinion on that? My opinion opinion is totally wrong. It's just devastating, and it's dehumanized. You can't think of a human being laying down, shot six times for four hours without any ambulance or anything coming to cover him up, give him that dignity, and at the same time protect the environment. I don't know what he was thinking, but the police in that city, they've done a shitty job so far because now the bad elements need to be taken away from that city, arrested or do whatever, but don't, don't pull all the people that are protesting peacefully in the same category as criminals, because that's what I saw last night when I was watching CNN, because mm-hmm. me and my daughter have been watching this for the past four or five days, and she's 23. She's got more opinion, aggressive opinion than I do. Mm-hmm. But looking at things, it just, it's just so sad. It's, it's very, yeah. very <laughs> sad because so I, I think the police did a lousy job, and, and I hope mm-hmm. justice is served for the parents of this young man. And, and and we're going to run after in a second, but it seems, uh, I know here in Atlanta, if anything go down like that, of course we have a relationship with the police uh, as far as respect factor. And now my question is, does the, the community leaders in Ferguson and, 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 and the law officials, do they have some kind of relationship? Because I know me personally if something like this happened, uh, I will be in this office uh, talking about what's going on and and, and being and, and coming out and having a a press conference about this, you know. So I it's, it's just it makes me angry. Even put tears in my eyes right now, even talking about it because it's a sad situation. Uh, Ryan Anthony are you, and, and Jay, please stay with us. Don't hang up. Uh, Ryan Anthony, um, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Uh, first of yes. all, Ryan, I I, I, uh, I want to apologize earlier. I know I was supposed to be down at your show today. I hope it went quite well. I'm quite sure Mark Bell did a wonderful 
a wonderful job, yeah. and you you continue to fight for your son, man. You know, and uh, I, justice will be served. So, but the situation right here, Ron, as you know, you see, I posted something on my wall the other day about it seems like that when a white person commits a crime on a black male, our community is at an uproar. But when we're killing each other, it seems that our community is quiet. And I got criticized for that. As of right now, I'm getting nasty phone calls. I'm getting inbox messages. But you said, Gerald, you do what you do. And basically it right. amazed me because doing this type of work, it goes with the territory. And I'm going to continue. Uh, to speak my mind on what's going on in our own community, but this needs to be dealt with, but our own issues need to be dealt with. What you think about uh, about what's going on in Ferguson, and not just Ferguson, but across America? Well, with me, I think, um, you know, I'm the type of person, I like to get things done. I don't like to really talk about it because, right. you know, like with now, like right now, a lot of people are really making money off of this. I mean, that's the bottom mm. line. And it's going to continue to keep going on, and they're going to keep using our people to make money. The media, the, all the different people, you see the same people, the same lawyers, you see the same. It's all about money. And, and what you said on Facebook, I agree with you about um, people all in an uproar, but they don't get in an uproar about black on black. And it's just basically even on the show tonight we had – and uh, we did have someone from Gun Sense of Georgia, and it's all about money, even That's this, right. what's going on now. Because it's going to happen yeah. again. It is. It's, set it up. Is. It it's is. just the way it is. I mean, it, they want to make money off of it. Right. And, and, and right now, I haven't seen the, um, the news tonight. Uh, I wonder if, there, if, if there's another riot going on tonight. I do understand the frustration. I don't condone violence, man, but I can... Can understand, man, how this young man was murdered. You know, you know. So it's, it's very sad. I understand we have Shana swearing to my vice president on the line. Shana, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, Shana. First of all, I want to say thank you. You're doing a wonderful job on running the youth department uh, for New Order. Uh, as you can tell, that uh, you've been doing a wonderful job. Now you being the vice president of the National Human Rights Organization and also over the Youth Foundation, you got to be touched what's going on in, in, in Ferguson, um, Missouri. So give me your input on how you feel what is going on. And, and as, a, as a young black male in this country, uh, we are a dangerous species now. So give me your opinion on, on, on what's going on at hand. Yes, we are an endangered species. But I believe that um, when I first saw it, I was very uh, disturbed by it because there's too much police-involved shooting. But then, like you said earlier, there's a lot of us that are killing our own people to begin with. So there's no respect and opportunity for other young men and us men, young men's lives. So then why should we expect law enforcement who see it as a threat anyway to respect our lives either if we're not respecting our lives? But I think it all starts with the roots. Now, this boy was supposed to be a good boy. As his mother says, he was going off to college. And um, but you don't know what your kids are doing out there, so I think right. it is it it takes a village to raise kids, and people will see your kids out there doing something and are afraid to speak. So we do have to rally back in our kids, talk to our kids, and give them the truth. Don't sugarcoat it. We they can't be afraid of the police, but they have to have a respect for the police. And don't do anything to bring yourself in contact with the police. Okay. 
Again, you are listening to Correcting the System on Unequal Justice. Uh, if you want to be a part of this serious conversation, please call in at 718-664-6543. Uh, we have several people on the line talking about the, the Ferguson, Missouri situation, Mr. Michael Brown. So please call in and give me your opinion. I understand that we have, uh, I guess, uh, Sweet Tea on the line. Sweet Tea, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, how you doing? Uh, first of all, thank you for calling in. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from um, Las Vegas. Not Las. I'm sorry. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Okay. All right. Give me your opinion on what's going wild. When you talk about Los Angeles, the first thing I talk about is thing about is the Rodney King uh, riots that took place. Now, since you saying what's going on in Ferguson as far as the riots, can you kind of compare? I don't know if you remember that. Can you compare maybe the riots or the people that's being angry? Uh, in L.A. and what's going on in Ferguson. Can you kind of compare the two? Or just give me an opinion on, on how you feel about the situation as we speak. Okay, well, first of all, I I don't know who said it, but um, I heard that the police was doing a sloppy job. But I feel that they knew exactly what they was doing. So I don't feel like it was a sloppy job. They knew they knew what they was doing. They've been trained for situations like this. So that means they just didn't care because it's another black man, your man, is dead. They didn't care. But so basically I feel like this whole situation just got out of control because whatever he did in that store, whatever, they didn't have to do him like that. So I just feel like they did it on purpose, and they don't care, and it's just getting out of control. I mean, really, you know, Martin Luther King died to make peace for us, and it just seems like it's recycling. It's starting right. all over again. Right. It's, and it's very, I'm quite sure he's in his grave turning on very upset on what took place on last Saturday and also upset what we're doing to ourselves. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. You know, so we must we must unite. We must come together and not just talking about it, but be about it. You know, yeah. so uh, you know, I want everyone to please stay on this line. I think we have Brother Mark Bell. Mark Bell, are you there? Do we still have Mark Bell on the line? Yes. Hello? How you doing, Mark Bell? How you doing? I'm doing good. Gerald Rose, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I just really want to thank you, man, for being there. Just being there for me, man, when I make, can't make engagements. You know, I always call you my right-hand man, my, my uh, Ralph David Appen at the end of 2014. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just thank you all. Again, you know, we talk all the time about situations like this. And uh, give me your opinion on what you think. Um, of course, we had a, a, a conference call with a uh, with some people down in, in, in Ferguson. You know, we got it from the horse's mouth. Give your opinion on right. Uh, to the EOTM listeners tonight on what you feel about the situation going on in Ferguson, not just Ferguson, but across America. Well, you know, the this is a, a, a pandemic that's going on right now. Um, it seems like every week there's, a, there's another killing, another murder of a young African, African-American. Uh, and so... You know, it's time out for all of this killing that's going on with the black kids. And, you know, Gerald, you know that you and I, we done went around and talked to the, to the police chief after the police chief. And it doesn't seem like it's, it's, it's curving any of these violence 
acts that's going on. And so it's time out for, for talking to the police chief. You know, we got to get the district attorney, the, I'm sorry, the attorney general, state attorney general involved. Because those, that's the police chief of the land. We got to get him to hold the chief of the police department accountable. Right. Because that's the problem that we're having. No, they don't. They're not being held accountable, so they do what they feel that they want to do. Right, right. And yeah, and they, and, and in their mind, nothing is going to be done. Well, they're right so far. Right, right. That, that that is very true, Mark. We talk about that all the time. But bottom line is that if we don't start supporting our own, giving back in our own community, I feel that things like this is going to continue. And I think we need to go back to. Uh, to the days where we we just support our own, but it's seen that we not even trust our own, you know, things like that. So um, it's just it's just we can't have too many excuses. We have to kind of um, uh, go ahead and, and do what we got to do, or whatever. Um, so uh, again, you are um, tuned in to EOT on radio tonight. This is a very top. We're talking about the Michael Brown case, and not just Michael Brown, but situation um, in New York, Eric Gardner. You know, we still have the Jordan Davis case. Um, but when I seen again um, that mother crying on TV saying that you don't, you don't know how hard it is to keep Brother Michael uh, focused in school. And this, going off to college, and you get a phone call saying your, your son just been just been murdered. I can imagine on how she feel right now. So, and uh, we just have to, we have to pray for this family. So, um, what I want to do now, uh, I want to go back to Jay. Jay, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Jay, um, why don't you talk about um, the purpose of, of unity uh, in our community? Uh, and I just feel personally that if there's more unity and loving one each other and sticking by each other and things like this, I think a lot of this stuff would not be happening. Can you kind of express the importance of unity? Um, uh, as far as how important that is in, our, in the uh, in, a, in the African American community, it is, it is very 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 crucial because, like saying goes, it takes a, a village to raise a child or so. Because we've lost so much, we have to be uh, uh, each and every one of us has to be uh, our brother's keeper because. Number one, when you see a child doing something wrong these days, you can chastise that child. You can't discipline that child because you get in trouble. And it's very important. We need it. And, but the main thing that I think is missing, too, is that uh, education of black kids. We need to have all our kids in school. And when they go to school, be educated and also teach them about respectful to the law. That's one thing. Right. And then, of course, and then the last thing I would say is that a charity charity begins at home. Right. Our home needs to be solid before we can have anything outside. Right. So, right. That's that's all I need to say. Start at home. We need to right. we need to uh, start raising our kids from home. Teach them how to behave when they go outside. Right. That's, now, that's what right. I want to do is, is, is talk about being uh, uh, consistent. Uh, I want to go to my co-host, Miss Carla B. I think she have a uh, have a question. Go ahead, Carla B. Yeah, I want to um, say um, 
hello to Ron Anthony, to Jay, Teresa, and um, Mark Bell, as well as Shauna. Um, hello to all of you, and, and thanks for chiming in. I want to um, pose a question. Number one, I, I know when we um, created the show or decided to speak on this, we, we definitely wanted the show to be for everyone, even though black Americans are the main ones being affected. When, when certain citizens aren't being or aren't given the full benefits of their rights when protesters are, are tear-gassed in, in America, that should be something that, that concerns everybody. So, um, so a, a reason, another reason for the show is not just to create a platform and talk about what's going on, but um, creating a, a future plan of action you know, moving against police brutality. So I just wanted to, since we have some, some really great individuals on the line that that works a lot for their communities and, you know, the things that you're, you're doing, you're definitely not just being about it, you're doing it and you're, you're getting your hands dirty, so to speak, within the community. So I definitely wanted to find out your thoughts and um, what, you know, what should we be doing, do you think, in your opinion, in regards to um, kind of changing um this, you know, just moving away from all this, the police brutality, you know, just changing the conversation to be focused on action, not just um, our words, because we, we have some pretty words we're saying tonight, but it's, you know, action is, is going to be the, the thing that's going to get things really going. All right. Once Anybody welcome to answer that? that question, but uh, I'd like to go to Ron Anthony. Ron, do you mind answering the question? Because I see that you are very consistent on continuing to fight justice uh, for for your yeah. son, so let the people listeners know how important it is. You got to stay on top of things, and then of yeah. course you got to take the political side of the field. You know, because right. me well, and Mark and yourself, you know, rallying protests is not going to fix the problem. Right. You know, in what, other ways, what I've done, strategize. What I've done is I got away from the rallying and protesting, and what I've done, I've been going down to. House of Representatives, the senators, the people that can at least listen to what I'm saying. I've I've just I've went in and interrupted the bill when they're having legislative legislative going on. I go in and just I mean I just take a risk. I just go in and just say, hey, I need to talk to somebody right now. This is what's going on, and they actually come out. I've actually walked into when they're having their, what is it called, Jerry, their meetings, when they're getting ready to do bills and all right, that. Right, right, really, right. I really don't know what I'm doing, but I just go on what I, what's created inside of me. And so I got tired of going out and yelling and screaming. I'll do it sometimes, but while I'm yelling and screaming out there, I, like what we did, me and Gerald, we was out there protesting, and then we went into the building and say, look, this is what's going on, you know, and – also, I've learned to get with the media, expose the people, expose right. them, get your right. television right. show. I was offered a television show. Use right. EOTM like we're doing now. I mean, right. all of these type of things. And also, I wanted to say with the police officers, okay, I started taking up um, criminal justice. And now when I get my degree in that, I'm going to, to do law. I mean, I'm finding out. And with the police officers, there is right now in this world, until we change the immunity laws, we can yell and scream and talk and do all of this. There is nothing that we can do. So I'm learning now that we have to fight to change these laws because we're still living in the laws of back in the day. 
and we're still going through the same thing, but the plan of action is to fight for the laws to be changed, um, fight for the code of silence that the police officers have. If they shoot you, they can do anything they want because they're going to cover up for each other. That's part of the what I'm learning in criminal justice. I'm learning all the secrets. So for me, <laughs> what we have to do is fight and tell them and, and fight and change the um, break up the code of silence, break up um, all of the things that are hidden that we don't know about. And the only way we're going to know, know about it is if we get into our books and learn about it. Right. And that's so all about changing. research as well. Right. And you're right. We have to know the laws, you know. So I think in the future we need to set up town hall meetings, and we have to get our young people involved, man. Like I said, I'm like me and Mark Bell and New Order family, we, we, we tired of marching and rallying ourselves. That's not going to fix it. You know, so there's other things we have to do, you know, and things and like you, that. And, you know, you another know. thing, I had a battle with the um, the Democratic Party. I told them they're lazy. They're not doing anything. <laughs> they have an office over there that's just sitting mm-hmm. there. People are tired of, we don't want to hear volunteering. We want to hear, okay, so I told them to start a class and lead them into volunteering. Right. Because if you say right. volunteer, the first thing <laughs> comes to my mind, well, I ain't getting paid. So, and I actually right. told the chairperson, I'll say this and I'm finished. I told the chairperson she's doing the right job. She's sitting in the chair at the Democratic Party and doing nothing but just sitting there. She got mad, but I told her the truth. Right. Well, we're going to take that's a how quick... we have to change things. Right. We have right. to that's change right. it. That's right. Okay, right. I'm through. We have... oh, it's okay. This is what this show is about. You know, yeah. so I hope you all stay on the line. I am going to be going back to Shauna and and Mark and, 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 and Sweet Tea. So please stay on the line. We're going to take a quick break. Again, you are listening to Correcting the System, Unequal Justice, on live on EOTM Radio. Please call in at 718-664-6543. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick break. Yeah, and before we go to break really quick, I want to pose a question to everybody. You guys could think about this and marinate on it and, and, and chime about it. chime on it after the break. Why did the um, the rallies work so well back in the 60s? Is there something we're doing wrong um, in, in 2014 comparable to what they did back in the 60s? So definitely call in and, and share your thoughts on that, 718-664-654. Hello, I'm Ronald Hatcher, Aaron Hatcher's father. Aaron has muscular dystrophy and cerebral palsy. I'm Rita Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers, but unfortunately he's no longer with us now. Each year, thousands of cases go unreported where children with disabilities and special needs get abused in their schools. Our mission is to protect the child as well as the teachers who educate them. Please help us in our effort to stop the abuse and promote safety by donating to positive initiatives in care of Aaron Hatcher's They Can't Talk But We Can, Inc. P.O. Box 2392, Roswell, Georgia, 30077. Or visit our website at theycanttalkbutwecaninc.org. Let's not have another loving, innocent child like Aaron die. Remember, they can't talk. But we can. Call now, 877-566-2451. We are back. Again, you are listening to Correcting the System on Equal Justice, uh, live on EOTM Radio. You can be a part of this conversation. Please call in at 718-664-6543. My co-host, Carla B., just threw a quick question out there about the comparison of the 60s and the 2014 
on what is going on today. So I want to take this this question to to Shana. Anybody is welcome to answer that. Um, um, Shana, the VP, are you there, Shana? Yes, I'm here. Would you like to answer that question that um, Carla B. Before we went to our quick break on what is the difference between now and and maybe the '60s? I believe that in the '60s we had other people marching with us. It wasn't just blacks. It was Jewish people marching with us, um, empathetic white people marching with us. And so I think then it wasn't as uh, as separative as saying it's them trying to get something changed. It was more of a, a different other people being involved. And so I think it made it effective. But me coming from the West Coast, I was raised um, under the Black Panther Party. And we were a little bit more strong-armed and didn't allow others to come in. I think that was the, the, to the detriment of the Black Panther. I think their ideals were on point, but the way they went about it was a little bit too radical for what uh, America was ready for. So I think that's what made it more effective is because maybe we had more Jewish people and more white people that were empathetic and marched along with us. And then the background did things where we don't have so much of that right now. Right. I know it was a lot of unity back in the 60s. Well, we didn't have no choice. You know, we have so-called little freedom right now, which I consider little freedom, and we didn't forgot what we went through and what we're going through. So I wish we all could turn the clock back, and not to go back to slavery days, but just to go back how we love one each other. You know, we loved our neighbor. There was no disrespecting. We were not calling people out our name. We wasn't disrespecting our black women. You know, people wasn't sagging. You know, it's, it's just sad, man, that our former leaders fought so hard to see the mess that we're, that we're doing to ourselves. And that's correct. I'm putting our own people on blast this time. You know, it's just it's a shame. you got all these people complaining what's going on. And, you know, but you know, we have to come together and just love one another. So I'm glad we're talking about this important topic tonight. Let's go back to uh, Sweet Tea from in L.A. Sweet Tea, you like to kind of, uh, shine in on, on what we just talked about between the 60s and, and the year 2014. Please drop the line, Gerald. Okay. I'd like uh, to Martin say something. Can I say something? Okay. Yeah, let's go ahead, Ryan. Ryan we, is, do we still have Martin Hill okay. on the line? I'll say it quickly. Okay, go ahead. I think that um, it's a lot of fear going on now, and also a lot of these people – Unlike you, Gerald, in New Order, because I've, I've been working with you all, it's all about the money with a lot of people. So back in the day, I mean, they had money, but it wasn't so, you know, it wasn't like how it is now. Now it's like the same people, like I said before, and and it's about money. It's about money because I've seen Gerald all over the news and trying to get help, but he it's not where he's taking money and bribery and all this type of stuff that I've actually witnessed myself. That's why I can say it. So right. back in the 60s, it wasn't about the money. It was about the caring about what was going on. And and we don't have a lot of Martin Luther Kings now because people are afraid to die. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, these young people ain't listening to We Shall Overcome. Mm-mm. I'm just being honest with you because I brought that up at my uh, session today when I was speaking to the high school students. You know, they say, well, Mr. Rose, I understand where you're coming from. That's considered old school now. This is 2014. I was like, wow. You know, so these young people are fed up, but we have to keep them focused. It's very important. 
at this time because when I did one-on-one sessions with these young young men and young ladies, they was telling me what was going on at their home. Both parents on meth. You know, Mr. Mm-hmm. we're raising ourselves. There's no food in the house. I got to do what I got to do by any means necessary, putting money in my pocket. You know, so I was like, I do understand. And I, but that's not going to get you nowhere. You have to crawl before you walk. But I do understand. Uh, let's go back to Mark Bell. Mark Bell, do you want to kind of shine in between the difference between the 60s and, and the year 2014 as far as working together, as far as unity? Do we have Brother Mark Bell? Okay. All right. Um, again, you all, if anybody wants to shine in uh, to this very, very serious conversation, I know we have many listeners out there just listening and not calling in, but uh, people in America, uh, we have to we have to come together and unite. There's too many excuses going on in our community. Enough is enough. You know, me personally, I want to thank the New Order family. Um, again, we are human rights. We're for all God's children. You know, we don't see no color. You know, we, we matter of fact, we was the first organization publicly spoke on uh, when a young white female uh, got beat up at the Silver Comet Trail here in, in, in Cobb County. You know, so, you know, when things happen that, that, that need to be addressed, that need to be addressed, but we got a serious issue that's going on in Ferguson, Missouri on this police brutality that's going on nationwide, you know, I know me personally on my Facebook, every other video is police beating up somebody. I remember seeing one in California where a, a, a white officer was just beating a female just on the highway. Now, did y'all see that? If I don't know I don't know the young lady's name. Did y'all get a chance to see that video? Because I know me personally come down to my, on my Facebook page because the only thing I use Facebook is New Order. I'm not on here, you know, saying, Cray, I'm on here trying to get facts of what's going on out there. So it is just there is a lot of things. Anybody want to kinda of chime in on just the continuous of, of police brutality? Or oh, I want to throw the question out there as well. Have you ever seen all black officers beat up a white male? Have anybody seen that here in America? Uh uh General, let me chime in on the other tough topic that uh, the hostess asked about the the sixties and the current day. My take oh, is that ahead, the sixties they have cohesiveness. They have, they were working together like everybody was in it. But now, this country, the whole world is divided. We separate each and you know people. We let the politicians, we let the uh, the talking people on the radio on TV divide us. Because when you look at one part of the uh, uh, medium is advertising. I mean, it's showing this. Um, What's going on in Ferguson? Some medium, uh, media medium, what they show is the peaceful protest. The other medium, which I I check every one of them, they show where pe- my just minor people are uh, act- doing criminal activities. So when some ignorant people see that, for example, they think, oh, that's all black people. All they do is just loot and and um, they loot and they uh, rob everywhere, whereas that's not the case. And that's what's causing the 60s to be different from, from now because back then we don't have all this media, all this everybody's knows by everything. It was like right. we have a cause and we do have to uh, make sure everything 
work together to be a unity, but now it's not. It's just different aspects. People say one thing. You don't know which, who is telling the truth and who's lying. And there are some still some dumb people in this country who believe the negativity of any black person. My or you or anybody, they see us, they just think that we're criminals. We, are, right. we might be a doctor. We might be a lawyer. We might be whoever. That is a problem within the 60s and now, I think. Oh, that's a great point, great point. Uh, I think we have a caller, Miss Valerie, there. Valerie, are you there? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, do we, yes, do we have okay. Valerie on the line? Valerie, where are you calling yes, from? Yes, I'm here. I'm calling from Virginia. Okay, Valerie, give me your, I, know how, I don't know how long you've been listening to the show. Thank you for calling in, Valerie, first of all. Uh, this is a very hot topic. You know, we can, can dialogue and, and I'm going to tell you right now, we could dialogue all day, but I do encourage everyone to get involved in their community. That's what's going to make a change. You know, that's um, what's going to make a change. So we want to give, give you an opinion on, on what you think about what's going on between the 60s okay. and the year 2014. Well, um, I didn't call to specifically talk about that, but I can make a quick comment. Okay. Um, I believe... Well, you know what? I called in. I, I disagree with so much of what I've been listening to over the. I've only been on for like ten minutes, and I'm just. I've disagreed with almost everything that I've heard. Um, okay. I the '60s, and now. I mean, I don't even know why this is really relevant, but um, you know, may I don't know. I really don't. You know what? Let me backtrack on that. I don't even want to comment on that. I've got too many other important things to talk about. Um, first of all, um, this last caller who was on there, he was talking about um, we don't want to be portrayed as uh, looters and so on or whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, what do you think white people did in Africa and are still doing it? They robbed, raped, and looted an entire continent. So I'm just, this is just too much. I, my blood has been boiling over. I've been watching everything on CNN and MSNBC. I've been catching the whole thing. Okay, why? Let me tell you the biggest problem. I don't even understand it. My heart goes out to that family. I have two sons. I have two African sons, okay? My heart, I, I'm devastated for this woman and for Trayvon's mom and dad. It's just terrible. However, you, I, my sons are 19 and 21. If somebody shot, Executed. We can't even say shot. Whatever. The boy was assassinated in cold blood in in the in broad daylight. I am not gonna go run up in church saying hallelujah. I mean, I can't even believe this. I cannot believe this. Now we you are say Africans. you have two sons. I have two sons. We are Africans. Africans were warriors till we were stolen from our homeland, brought to this country. They threw the Bible at us and said, "Be pacified." Praise Jesus, and we took the religion of the slave master. Yes, we did. Instead of being Africans, now we're Christians, and, it's, and everyone's running around talking about peace and love. Did they peep? This boy was assassinated. Did he die? Uh, let me and ask you said, Don't be violent. Was, how was he killed? Was it peace and love when he was killed? He was now, let me ask you something, Valerie. You said that you kind of disagree what we talked about. Now, I you disagree raised... with everything you all have okay, talked now, about. Now, 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 let me ask you something. Are you involved in your community besides just calling in? I'm not trying to be, I mean, when we see, we have to kind of turn oh. negative to positive because we're talking about sure. something that we all disagree on. So 
Um, can you are you this doing your part I'm in the at, community? Where I'm at, where I have tried. Everybody is more interested in being passive. Just like you see here, all these people busted into the church Sunday um, talking about Peter and Jesus and praise and love everybody. Okay, you don't love the slave master, but nobody wants to listen to that because we have been conditioned. We all have the mind of a slave. They handed us a religion. What were we before we came to this country? Were we Christians in Africa? What was our, our native, our ancestors' religion? What were we you doing don't, you in don't, Africa? You don't disagree. You don't dis- when you say you disagree, I disagree that, you don't with disagree everything about, I heard you, you all say. Right. You're not disagreeing that we need to work together, though, are you? I know you're not saying that. Work with who? Work with the slave, with, the, with our oppressor? What do we I'm sit down up. and have meetings with? Let me tell you something. Somebody's going to come hold on, hold on, into on. your you're, you're house. A black, you're, you're a black female, right? I am absolutely so 100%. How can you say you disagree on us working together? I don't understand that point. Working with whom? You're, you all were talking what, about with working your with, our with me and you working oh, with together. our own community. With our own community, that's fine. That's fine, but how will that's we work problem. together? That's because the problem. Well, you don't want to. Listen, we, we don't want to work together. That's that's the reason why they do this. Okay, because we're but, not working what, together. But what are you talking about? Uh, what about, about our own passivity. issues? We're shooting each other, huh? You're talking about passivity. Okay, let me tell you something. Somebody is gonna break into my house, steal me out of my house, kidnap me, take me mm-hmm. halfway across the world, and I'm gonna sit down and have a meeting with them. Let's have a meeting. Let's have our plea. Let's run to you. I'm gonna take your religion now, the man who kidnapped me. I'm gonna go run to your God and ask him to help me love you because you're holding me in captivity and assassinating my offspring for three, four hundred years. Um, I think that woman is missing the boat. You know, you know what? Uh, I, I mean, I have to respect people' uh, uh, point of view, but I, I don't understand why she disagree on everything we're talking about this evening. That, that's unacceptable in my book. We have to work together as as a community, you know. And it's just sad that we still have people out there. I have to respect her opinion, but we still have people out there. You know that this basically what she said is the waste of time. On working together. Um, um, before we answer questions, I think we have a young lady named Betty on the line. Betty, do we have someone um, named Betty from um, from McDonough, Georgia? Betty, are you there? I thought we had Betty on the line. Um, Jay, go ahead with your with your comment. Um, I just think that uh, we need to understand that uh, yes, every one of us know our history, but we can't go back. We have to move forward regardless of what happened to all human race. We gotta move forward and try and solve the problem. The problem of the past is gone. Let's do what we can to help our young people, black, white, indifferent, educated, begin to home, teach them to respect law and of course the last thing that we need to do also is this. We need to have diversity in all the police police force in America. For example, we live in Powder Springs, Georgia. When I see the cops who are patrolling the street of Powder Springs where my kitchen high school is, I counted maybe out of my 30 police uh, people, maybe four black or Spanish. That is not going to help us achieve... uh, diversity in this in what we're trying to do 
because we need to get the, 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 the diversity in our police force across this country. I believe so, and I think that may help a little bit, but we can't just give up and say, well, this man did something for me previous whatever years ago. We, 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 we're too much educated to, 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 to be sitting on what happened in the past. We got to move forward and do the right thing. For me personally, you know, I, I never had a mentality uh, that we we wasting our time and not working together. That's, that's nonsense, you know. So it, it's just sad. Uh, we still had a, um, um, people feeling that way, you know, and be person sit back complaining and ain't doing nothing about it. That's not going to fix it. I think we have basically we have a one minute to this show is ending. But uh, I just want to. Um, I want to uh, thank everyone. I want to go to my co-host, Carla B. Carla B., huh, do you have a, a comment before we, we end the show tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to also let you know that if we needed an extra 30 minutes or so, we could definitely, um, um, you know, keep it going. Um, we need to just want to throw that out there, and we did have a lot of people um, that are still on the lines, and I'm sure they want to sound off. But I did have a nice lady out of McDonough, Georgia. She actually okay. instant messaged me. Her name is Betty. She instant messaged me um, her answer to the question that I posed everyone in regards to the protest movement. Mm-hmm. And, and specifically, I, I asked, why was the protest back in the 60s more effective than it is today in 2014? And this is what um, Betty said. She said back then, they did not use traditional methods um, of political activity. Instead of voting for a political candidate and then hoping that the elected official would make good policies, protesters back then believed in a more direct democracy. They took direct action through their public marches, um, picketing, sit-ins, rallies, petition drives, and teach-ins to win um, coverts to their causes and change public policies at the local, state, and federal levels. They contributed their time, energy, and passion with the hope of making a better, more just society for all. And I think that kind of piggybacks on what what you said, Gerald, and I think it also piggybacks on um, a comment that Ron Anthony made in regards to to the 60s as well. I don't know, and and just to piggyback on that myself, um, it it definitely – Appears. I mean, I know we have passion. I'm not going to say that, you know, the individuals that are protesting in, in 2014 and all these different um, demonstrations that goes on today, but but I don't think it is that passion that, that it was back then, that understanding right. of how things really work, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not saying that riots don't change things because they do, um, but, you know, I mean, this form, uh, the, these, these forms of tactics, you know, I just don't see how it's effective. It's hurting the communities as a whole. It's hurting Ferguson, the store owners, and 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 how the the people of Ferguson is, is being portrayed. It's um it's horrendous to me. But I just wanted to share that comment that Betty made. Um, I, I do thank you, Betty. That was um some really great stuff. Definitely makes us us think, um, if you will. And I know we have to respect. <laughs> Everyone's opinion, but I'm just kind of applaud on that last call that we got calling in, and I'm going to ask, I don't know if my vice president or Ron or Mark is still on the line. Uh, first of all, um, Shana, are you, is the vice, Shana, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Now, again, we, <laughs> we must respect everyone, but what you think about what we heard about, it seems it's a waste of time as far as us working together, our last caller. 
I think that um, she was a little um, eccentric because separate separating ourselves from the rest of the world it's is not going to work. I mean, we can't go back to where we were. If I could go back to Africa and be the queen that I was in Africa, I would go back. So there is no going back for me. This is where I live. This is these, these in America is where I want to make the changes. I don't want to go back to Africa. I want to make changes right here in America. And I'm going to have to work within my community first mm-hmm. so we can swell out and we can involve other communities. First we have to have respect for ourselves, and then we can go out and ask for respect from other communities and all work together. Okay, that's that's a great point. And thank you for, for staying on. We're going to do an extra 30 minutes, I think. Sometimes we have to sacrifice, and this is something that we need to do over time <laughs> to continue this conversation. I'm hoping we still have Mr. Mark Bell on the line. Uh, if not, we could go back to, to Ron, or we could just discuss on what is the next step, you know, what, 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 is, what is the next agenda. Um, so, um, Brother Ron Anthony, are you still there, Ron? Do we still have Ron on the line? Okay, Ron is not on the line no more. Um, I, of course, if anybody wants to tie in on, on this conversation, but the next question to, 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 to you all, what is the next step? Uh, I know that me personally in the organ, New Order organization, uh, there must be a uh, a, a relationship. Uh, before I go to that comment, let's go to Ms. Moshe D., Moshe, I think I hope I'm saying that right. Moshe D, are you there? Yes, sir, and you are saying it incorrectly. Moshe D is on the line. I'm Mocha. sorry if I said your Mocha name D. wrong, but first of all, thank you for calling in. That's the main thing, right? <laughs> I can say that your name wrong thing. all night, but you know what? You called in on this show. Thank you for calling in. What is your comment tonight? Well, you know what? I want to speak on um, the respect because the thing is I personally have – that's like saying respect the devil, and you know, and we have to all agree to disagree with certain things. So that's fine right. if you don't agree with me, because I, I uh, agree with the caller, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We cannot respect and love what is evil, because how do you differentiate? How do you separate? You cannot love what is evil. And if you, it's just, for example, Martin Luther King loving what was going on. He didn't love what was going on, and he didn't even respect what was going on. He, it was totally disrespectful what they were doing, and he didn't re- respect it at all. He separated himself from it, and he did his own thing, and that's what we have to do. You don't have to, re- I, well, I won't, I'm just speaking in general. I don't respect what is evil, and I don't respect what is wrong, and I don't respect anything that's violating my true belief, whatever it may be. Whatever your higher power is, whatever is your superior in your life, whatever allows you to bump, then that's what you hold on to and believe in. And that's the problem. Some people believe in something, and they switch up so quickly, hold on, and stand grounded in what you believe in, whatever it may be. That's what the Ku Klux Klan do. They don't have no respect. You think they respect niggas? Okay, and you say, well, we don't want to be like them. Well, we are worse than they are. We're more worse than them because we're falling in. And I respect you, and I respect you. I don't respect nothing that is not of God, Yahweh. I don't respect anything that is evil. I don't respect the dog ones. You straight out say, I'm an atheist, and I don't believe this and the other. Am I supposed to still respect you? I don't think so. No, I don't respect you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, how can you love what is evil? How can you respect what is evil? Do you respect the adulteress? Do respect the, you know what I mean? Come on, this can go on and on and on and on and on. No, what you do is understand that you are different and you want to make a difference by setting up something different, and which you guys have done. So you can't say you're doing something and not doing something at the same time. Either you're with it or you're against it. Either you respect it or you disrespect it. Now to uh, say, well, hey, we don't respect what you're doing, but we give way to that. You know, that's what you do, and this is what I do. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Like I said, um, one thing about we have to kind of respect everyone's opinion. We might disagree on things, but I do understand where you're coming from. No, people use the word respect too loosely. That's right. what it is. They usually use me, the word respect too much. I know me Define personally. Respect one thing, Define one respect thing, for me. Right. But I do Define. know that we could talk all day, but action is the answer. You know, and one thing that, that New Order does, is that, you know, we, we got people that, that, that talks a good game, but if you're not out there trying to make a difference, you know, you're just yeah. a dead rock just laying around. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Define respect for me. I forgot Can I, to really quick, one, one second. Let me, if you don't mind, you guys, let me interject. I don't want to get off topic, and I think, um, and I'm just helping my, my co-host, Gerald, Ero trying to keep these on track. You know, our bottom line is this: we want, we don't want this this um, show to turn into. Um, no, 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 no. The reason, I'm sorry, Carla B. The reason why I said define respect because that is the that is a great thing to know what exactly respect means. Right. Because right. Uh, uh, all people, of this is based on respect. All of this is based on respect. Right, you know, right. for one another. I, right. Right. So that, we, that's we why I was the asking show. that. Okay. Well, really quick, I just want to say, I, I want to definitely stay, you know, pretty much on topic with the thing, because bottom line is this, we do want to create some kind of future plan of action. And so right. any, I think, considering we have about 20 minutes, because we extended it, let's talk about a plan of action. Well, let's talk about okay. things that we need to do to be able to make a change within right. our communities. And I think Ron Anthony, he he touched on that um, when he was on, and then you, you, you touched on it also, Gerald E. Rose, I don't think that a lot of the listeners really understand what you do. So I want you to also share, you know, new order and what you do within the community because you are on the front line, and which is right. a part of um, a plan of quote unquote action, so to speak. And, and then we can come back to you, Mokadi, so you can chime in on that if you if you can. Well, we are a national human rights organization. We're more grassroots. You know, it ain't all about the cameras. We put the people first. Period. Uh, every second Saturday, we go out and, and and feed homeless people, the less fortunate. You know, we get um, we get people jobs. You know, we have a great uh, youth outreach department where we go into the schools every Tuesday and do motivational speaking. You know, of course, we're we're, we're on the human rights side. We we deal with racial profiling, uh, legal issues, and you know, before I got into this business, um, I want to when I when we get involved in the situation, we want results. Because a lot of people are frustrated with organizations these days. I do understand. But one thing about me growing up, my house and church was put on fire for what my dad stood for. And it's when my time to leave, when, when it was my time to leave this earth, at least they could say uh, that the New Order family and myself tried to help somebody. You know, we're, we're action because people die for die for us. Of what, of even doing this, doing this interview tonight. So when I get to criticism and things like that, you know what? I must be doing something because my dad always tell me. 
If you're getting criticized, you're doing the work. Ain't nobody got nothing to say. You ain't doing nothing. And believe me, we get a lot of criticism. As long as I believe in my mission and the man above and ask him to continue to protect me for all God's children, go out there and fight for our young people for the next generation, not just talking about it, but being about it, we reached our goal. You know, so, again, we do a lot of stuff with the youth, black, white, green, it doesn't matter. You know, we're going to be taking some kids to the Georgia Tech football game, but not just taking them to a game, educating them, mentoring them, you know, while we're there. You know, give them some, some, some history while we're sitting, at a, sitting watching the football game, but at the same time talk about the certain leaders, what they did for you. Even, you it's even a privilege to sit in a football stadium among other races watching a football game. But when you go to the restroom, it ain't provided no more. We're going to the same restroom. We explain that all that to them. You know, it's very important. We need to know our history. You know, so uh, I just want to thank my New Order family uh, from, from Oxford, Mississippi, uh, Columbus, Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, of course, Atlanta, Georgia. You know, and I for, if I forgot someone, I deeply apologize because we're getting calls all across America uh, for helping also joining this movement. There was a young lady today went with me today. Two young ladies went today and went to the went to the school and spoke and gave her testimony, and I was it put tears in my eyes. But she's giving back now, not just talking about it, but being about it. And after we talked, it was three young males. that came up to us and said, well, "We'd like to talk to you all." Now there's some communication going on. There's the, the next step of turning their lives around. That's doing something. You know what I mean? Not criticizing them because the whole world, actually, the young people were they there. They done gave up on them. Now we done came in as a third party. We can't re- we can't replace them as mother and father. But now they're calling us because there's stuff going on in the home. So they need someone to talk to. If not, they're gonna end up in the system. They're gonna be wearing blue blues and, and oranges for the rest of their life. So we can't give up. That's what New Order does. We don't give up hope on our young people. Are you there, Gerald? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry. I could preach all night. It's just the fact that <laughs> oh. when I, I, I'm yes, just excited can. on, and not not to brag, but when you're doing for the doing the work for the people first, lessons will come. I could tell you, Carla, being to the listeners, uh, I had met the editor of the Essence magazine when I was uh, in V103 a couple weeks ago, and I looked at her. I said, you know what, that lady's important. She's doing something. I went up there, introduced myself to her, just talking to her, you know, on a verbal conversation. She was like, wow, this organization has been doing this? She said, send me some information. My public relations director put a powerful package together, got a response a couple of days ago. You know, so uh, I, I just want to tell people that uh, I must stay strong, keep prayed up, and it ain't I, it's we, because this New Order family that's on this phone and not on this line is doing the work. There's never no excuses. It's volunteer, but we take it as a serious business, you know, because we all realize that no one is going to save our children for us but us. Because you know what? Another victim dies, another mother cries. We must save our children. You know, so, Carla, (laughs) we can go back to you. We still got some some questions on the line. I just want to say, and and then I want to um, say something to Mocha D, but I I wanted wanted to, you know, say basically the – a reason for this call is, is definitely to come together and try to get some kind of understanding because, right. you know, we can go all day left. We can go all day just going back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth. Um, like we're on the front lines of the riots. 
throwing more tarts at each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what they're doing. People are angry, and I understand why they're why they're angry. But the bottom line is this: we need love. We really do, and forgiveness. And um, despite everything that um, the media, mainstream media, is portraying um, right, in regards right. to, to black people in America, that there's no un- unity and that we're this and we're that, we have to show them that we're not. And um, one, one second, we, we really have to show them, you know, so instead of um, going out on the front lines and, and, and going, throwing things at the police, you know, just stand in, in unity and, and try to understand what it is that you're really fighting for. And um, and then if you believe that it is worth fighting for, then definitely continue. But a lot of people are just there just because they, they can be there. Mocha D, go ahead. Okay. And, and I understand that, you know, I'm all for, um, you know, inspiring people. That's beautiful. This is, this is, this is where I had kind of got twisted in that conversation with her. And the reason why I kind of felt what she was saying. The thing is, and I'm not even going to talk about her anymore. I'm going to just speak on this. If you have a person that's in disagreement with something that you know is fully positive, and you know you're doing a good deed, sir, and I commend you on that, really commend you on that, your your whole organization. You know, um, I'm part of EOTM. I love all the people that represent it because it's always good. No, no, I haven't met anyone that's part of EOTM that's not doing a good thing. So I want to say this. When you get a caller on the line, this is how I handle it. When I get a caller on the line and this caller is totally against what I'm saying or bringing in some, some negative stuff I'm saying, the proper thing I would do is not to release the line of that individual. And I understand because she was going there. That's, that's okay. But let this individual know so you can let your audience know. If you say you leave no stone unturned, then don't turn her stone back over. Let her know, you know what, this may be a little extensive, and we can communicate after Mom the show. Be, just you know, so you know, and just in one, one second, in Gerald's defense, that was a program director's um, initiative to do that. It wasn't Gerald E. Rose. Right. It was the program director. Okay. One, so, okay. Yeah. That's, 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 that's cool, but what I'm, I'm just saying to let the let an individual know uh, because she left with a neck she left with a negative taste in her mouth you know what I mean but she was and, negative and, anyway and she was negative anyway she was just more no, nothing, negative nothing we said yeah nothing we said could have changed that she was one of those people that could be on the front line and she was probably throwing one of those mortars at the police office I guarantee you that that's what she would have been doing <laughs> if she was if she was there that's right. how angry she was and I'm and not I, saying and that be honest with you. angry uh huh. Right. I'll be honest with you, I get this all the time, you know, doing this type of work, you know, if, if you're a weak person, you can't take criticism or right. this is the wrong business. You know, they, you know, they talked about Jesus Christ. So when I hear things like this, it doesn't affect me. It just makes me stronger. You know, everybody's right. going to have their opinion. So I didn't get upset or maybe just the fact that, you know, I, I just, it's just the fact I'm going to continue to do my part. I would never cut one on off. If she called me or whatever and she got into a situation, I'm not going to be like, oh, I remember mean, when she called and she disagreed. You know what? I'm going to be there for her. And she don't That's even right. realize that. That's the type of person I am in the organization is I would turn my back on no one because, again, I believe in working together. You know, we have to work together. So I uh, thank you again for that. But uh, I, I'm a strong black man, so things like that. <laughs> and I do respect other, every other wishes because, again, we all not going to agree on things. You know, just the fact we all realize that, man, it's something major going on in this country. Now, I know we can agree on that. 
Right, know, right, but, right. Um, yeah, it's all about talking about solutions and, and agenda. And I can tell you that uh, I will be going to Jacksonville State University on this Monday uh, in Alabama to talk about uh, what is the next step. So, of course, we're talking about the South. You know, mm. I'm going to where uh, the, 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 the bus in Anniston, uh, let, let me get that correct, back in the day where the, the bus had blew up. So I'm going in that particular area to build a relationship between the police and the community, you know, because the last time I went there, they had KKK flyers going throughout the mm-hmm. city, but now I'm trying to come in to try to ease the tension that's going on. So like I said, it ain't just Ferguson, um, Missouri right now. It's going on everywhere. So I'm privileged that they called me to try to come in and talk about um, what is, like Carla B said, what is the next plan? What is the gen- okay. I don't have all the answers. I do know that we all work together and put our brilliant minds together and strategize because we have some strong talent in our communities and work together. Things can change, but for some reason, we're still divided and we can't get along, you know, but we can't give up. We can't give up. We cannot give up. So um, that's what we're going on on this Monday. Of course, we want to continue to get the word out on the TM radio, and, and I just love all the listeners, people that called and people didn't call in. Thank you for just calling because this is a hot topic, and we got to keep continuing to, to discuss these things. Go ahead, Carla B. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to say I know it's I know it's late. It's only um eight twenty on the West Coast, but Gerald is out of Atlanta, like ten twenty. He's like, please let me go, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I, I do appreciate you guys. I did want to say um some, well, I, I did have some last thoughts, but I guess Gerald, I'll have you um you know, let your, your callers, you know, go around in the circle, and if they had any last words, we could definitely um, go that route first. Okay, no problem. Do we still have Brother Jay on the line? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still with you, bro. Okay, Jay, you uh, want to give some last comments to this wonderful conversation? Uh, you want to give uh, some comments right quick, and now I hope we still have Shana on the line. But go ahead, Jay. What i like to say is that uh, I believe we do – Need, uh, starting from Ferguson, is that we do need a uh, diversity in the police force. So when you go to Jacksonville on uh, Monday, mm-hmm. please talk to the police chief or whoever you we need to talk. You need to talk to say we do need a diversity in police force. I think it's lacking, and that may help a little bit. I don't know if it help a lot, but we do need diversity. That's all I got to say in the police force. I close and the thank you, Jay, for being a dedicated member. Again, it ain't I, it's we. You know, I want to thank you for, for just being there for me when, when needed. Uh, do we have Shana, the VP? Shana, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, and Shana, I can tell you right now, you had the most important position in this organization, being over the youth and outreach department, because our people are suffering, you know, and our, our young people is our future. So you continue to stay strong and, and Ronald and and and, and Ethel and, and and Randa and Jay and Veronica and, and Christopher and Devon. Wow, I don't even have their names in front of me. I can't remember. I remember all these names. Okay. <laughs> I've been are doing a wonderful job, you know. And, and Valerie, the new young lady, you know. So you have a strong team of people that's ready to do the work. It's all about doing the work. So you want to give us some brief comments, right quick, on what we need to continue to do, and then I don't think we have Mark Dell on the line. But go ahead right quick because I know we have the end because, matter of fact, Carla B, it's actually 1121. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, uh, uh, Shana. Okay, well, yeah, it's, um, it's important that we work 
within our community, and that's exactly what we do. That's what makes my outreach department so important because we have to reach people with their basic needs. You've got to have clothing. You've got to have shelter. You've got to have food in your belly. Then from there comes the team mentoring. Our kids are so important to our organization because when we pass that torch, we want to put it into hands that are, are willing and able to keep this torch aflame going. So all of this stuff will not be solved overnight. I don't even know if if all of these tensions between the police and black-on-black crime will be solved in my lifetime. But I'm hoping to keep the conversations going and to have our kids awakened to this is the torch that you're going to have to run with. That's right. That's right. Um, We don't have Mark Bell on the lines, right, Carla B? Do we lose Mark Bell? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if he's not um, commenting, then he must have um, fell off. Mokadee, no does you want to you want to say something, and then oh Joe yeah, we gotta let her say something. I mean, if she's a part of it, <laughs> I want her to say something. Oh yeah, um, you know, I just want to say from this point, um, because I've been, uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of things, you know, your shows and everything, and this is the first time I got to get on your show, and I want to tell you that uh, I'm 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 just like that. I'm gonna have something to say to make you think about some things. And it's, it's all right. I got love for you. I want you to know that. It's, and, and the young lady that you were speaking of that's in charge of the youth, God bless you, you know. Yes, know yes. that's a difficult thing to do. But with God, as you have right there, he can smooth it all out. There's a divine purpose for everything. And I want you to know that you've got another prayer warrior on you guys' team. I will be following you from this point on. I appreciate that. If anybody else that we forgot, we lost Ron is gone. Is that right, Carla B? Yeah, he, he is. Okay. All right, and again, uh, this has been a wonderful program tonight. You was you have been yes, listening definitely. to correcting the system, uh, equal justice. Uh, I know we had a lot of listeners tonight. Everybody didn't call in, but the ones called in was meant to call in. And I'm just glad, Carla, that you reached back out to me to, to mm-hmm. discuss the real issues. Right, uh, right, exactly. I, I look forward to every every uh, every other Tuesday. I count down the yeah. day. <laughs> you know, but I want you all to continue to pray for me as well And um, everywhere I go I talk about EOTM Radio That's when I go right, to Alabama so we appreciate this, you Yeah, so yeah. when I go to Alabama this, um, on, on this Monday uh, Me and my, a couple of my board members You know, I always put y'all on the on the platform Because y'all put out the real news Not just this particular subject it. But you have you right. play different you have different things that's got going on So I applaud what you're doing as well, Carla B well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I guess we'll – thanks, thanks, Mokadia, and everybody as part of New Order. Uh-oh. I guess right. we'll end it with this, um, considering, you know, that the show today was dedicated to um, all the Michael Browns across the, the country. Um, so it all started with the officer that basically came out of the car and fired, striking Brown, who was about 35 feet away um, from the officer. He was shot multiple times. Witnesses say Brown, who was to have started college this week, had his hands up when he was shot. Police have not said why the officer felt the need to stop him in the first place. Details are still sketchy, too sketchy for us to draw hard conclusions about what happened that afternoon, but it is all too easy to understand what happened afterward and why good people should be paying attention. Because, again, this is not just about Michael Brown. It's about Eric Garner choked to death in confrontation with New York police. It's about Jordan Davis, shot to death in Jacksonville, Florida, because he played his music too loud. It's about Trayvon Martin, shot to death in Sanford, Florida, because a self-appointed neighborhood guardian judged him a thug. 
It's about Oscar Grant, shot by a police officer in an Oakland, California subway station as cell phone cameras watched. It's about Amadou Delio, executed in the vestibule, and Abner Luma, sodomized with that broomstick. It's about Rodney King. And it is about the bitter sense of siege that lives in African-American men, a sense that is perpetually open season on us all. They choke mm. off avenues of protest, prizing silence over justice, mistaking silence for peace, and never mind that sometimes silence simmers like water in a closed pot on a high flame. One could never condone a riot. It is a self-defeating act that sells some fleeting illusion of satisfaction at a high cost in property and life. But understanding this does not preclude recognizing that the anger we see in Ferguson and across the country did not spring from nowhere, nor arise fully formed. When Michael Brown was shot, it is the anger of people who are, as Fannie Lou Hammer famously said, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Silence imposed on pain cannot indefinitely endure. People who are hurting will always eventually make themselves heard, even if they must scream to do so. We must continue our fight, people, but not like this. Marinate on all of this, and we'll catch you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you, and good night, everybody. Good night. Oh,